0: A friend of mine, who is down in Palm Beach, Florida, sent me a video of a Christmas tree lighting that he attended. And a phone video shows the lighting of the tree and everyone clapping. And the tree is, in fact, not made of greenery, but composed of surfboards. And the music playing in the back, Santa, won't you whatever, and then, pulls up a pink dune buggy and in the pink dune buggy is a sort of a hippie looking Santa with his long hair and beard, kind of like had just come several years of touring with the Grateful Dead. <laughs> his white shirt is open down and white chest hair and he's wearing a leather, red leather outfit. And as I looked and listened to Santa baby being sung, I thought to myself, 2,000 years ago, God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. And that only begotten son walked among us, lived among us. And he took all of, our, all of our grudges, all of our sins, and he nailed them to a cross. He took even death itself into the tomb. And then, three days later, transformed it into the resurrection, opening heaven for all of us. The power and the meaning of all that is true and all that is good. And now it's a Christmas tree made on surfboards with Santa riding in a pink dune buggy. The separation between reality and symbol is completely severed. It's gone. What really is all about, we seem to forget I mean, this is happening in language all across our culture right now, where people say, I'm this, it doesn't reflect any kind of reality. I choose this reality for myself. You see, it leads us to chaos, because all unity requires that what we, say, what we are actually talking about actually should connect. That, in fact, if I said, hand me an apple, and you took a hammer and smacked me on the head... And I said, why did you do that? And they said, well, give me an apple means take the wooden thing with the metal and whack somebody on the head. And they're like, no, it doesn't. If there's no connection between what we say and what we believe of the symbols that we live and what we encounter, and Advent is a victim of just that sort of thing. Not just Christmas, but our whole preparation for Christmas. You see, to think of Advent as getting ready for Christmas statement. But we also have capsulated the memorial of something happened 2,000 years ago. Also true, but incomplete. Christmas is not just the celebration of the birth of Christ. Advent is not just the preparation in a rearview mirror to remember something that happened many years ago. It's not just about First coming of Christ, it is more accurately to say a preparation for the second coming of Christ. Listen to the readings that are chosen for today. We we sort of expect in our Adventist today mentality that we would get more of a lion lies down with the lamb feel, something a little more warm and cozy. And what we hear is about the tribulations. We hear about the end times, we hear about the roaring of sea of fright. Wow! That's not surfboards, Christmas trees. That's not Santa we're speaking about the second coming of Christ. But when we talk about the second coming of Christ, we talk about a specific event which will happen at the time by And in the reading, we're meant just to speak only about that event then their relevance would only be for the people of that generation. The people who are going to be, so if we're alive right now and it's not going to happen for, you know, whenever, does it really matter to us? Well, the tribulations that are are not just about the one final event. It's about each one of our final events. You see, Advent is in a way a reflection on that time, we all know somebody that you say, Did you hear about so and so? He went to work and he died at two in the afternoon. Boom. And you're like, Wow. i wait to go to the dry cleaner and then I'm going to start and then I'm going to die. No, you didn't say that. Imagine stories all the time of the person like oh my gosh she had a backache and then it was stage four whatever and you say oh my lord that's horrible but in reality it's the truth that each one of us is going to face maybe after long long lives or perhaps not but it does allow us some time in this season of reflection advent means to the coming advenirei It's not just what happened, it's most importantly about what will happen. But if you lived each day most fully alive and aware that it could be your last day, you probably would live it pretty fully. You would probably have your priorities completely straight. You'd probably get your prayers done, don't you think? You probably wouldn't pick a bad fight. You probably wouldn't be holding that grudge. You might write that person or call them that you've been meaning to. You would probably go to bed saying, "Wow, that was a good day." And so, stop and look. It's really about living most alive. And Advent is about awakening ourselves. The most powerful way of preparing for the coming of Christ is to recognize that He comes in every single Mass. Body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist. Make this an advent of the Eucharist. Slip in a daily mass once or twice in the week. And remember that as we behold the Lamb of God, that Lamb of God is going to ask us, how are we doing someday? And amidst the tribulation, whether it be the private or the the global ones, Jesus is not saying, run for the hills. Jesus erect, because your redemption is at hand. He's saying, stand up amidst all the chaos with confidence, because you're living this day most fully. In order to prepare for a big death, it's not bad to take a little death. What am I talking about? They're called mortifications, little deaths, little bitty deaths. And we do it, we're used to doing it during, during Lent. But it's not a bad idea to do it during Advent at all. To say, okay, but I'm going to make a small sacrifice. Maybe it's a sacrifice of prayer. I I don't ever say the rosary. I'm going to start saying the rosary every day. Or I'm going to read the scripture of the day. I'm going to actually step away from from my life into a little death and find new life. Maybe it's actually saying, you know what? I'm not going to eat a Christmas cookie until Christmas. Hmm, can't live without your latte? Then die a little bit and find new freedom. Make it more delicious that Christmas morning, frothy milk comes out and you're like, he's there. My brothers and sisters, the Lord will come. This we are know for sure, both at the end, but to each one of us. And the season of Advent is not just looking Backwards, but most importantly, looking forward. And in doing so, making today most fully alive. Take the time this Advent to go to a good confession. The death to our sin is is the awakening of absolution, of new life. Finding freedom. Amidst the tribulation, my brothers and sisters, our redemption is at hand. Praise be Jesus.